0: First and foremost, if y'all need a refill, Zach 2, Zach 1. He's probably the favorite Zach. (laughs) The good Zach, if y'all need a refill. Y'all make sure to treat him well. He broke away from the big bar to make sure we were taken care of tonight. We're only going to chit-chat about 30 minutes, unless y'all have a ton of questions. Um, right after we get done talking, I'm going to introduce Jennifer here in a moment. There's water pong right out front, uh, right outside right there, that Mitch actually crushed everybody at the last time. So we're going to just enjoy the rest of the evening after we get done in here. Overall, we also have, what's that name The cornhole that's blocking the entire parking lot. <laughs> If we want to go out there and demolish people in the cornhole, we definitely can. But I want to kind of just dive into this. We're going to have a little bit of a conversation. Jennifer, I'm going to give her a proper introduction here in a moment. But Jennifer is my book editor, publisher, writer, person helping me write my book. We had a shop talk, a virtual workshop last week that focused on crafting the veteran story. So a lot of us are veterans. We have, raise your hand if you are a veteran in here and put your hands down. If you're not a veteran, raise your hand. Not at really. all. Right. So you'll see we have about a 50-50 split. <clears throat> My goal attached to Battle Brews as a whole is to bring Atlanta and the veteran world into the business world. So try to merge these two societies. So we have veterans, we have business owners, we have entrepreneurs, we have executives, we have people doing different pieces. But as a veteran, one of the weaknesses I recognize, is we need more of this, right? more connectivity, more high-end impact people like yourselves that are not veterans that are out here helping us along the way from the transition point forward. So every month we have Val uh, Bruce. We also have Atlanta. Views. Um, Lloyd, raise your hand. Say hi. hi. So if you're not familiar with Atlanta, yes. Lloyd is the president of Vetlanta. I am the marketing chair of Vetlanta. He took us all the way up to Sony Mountain in October. Now, if y'all don't know where Sawney Mountain is, it's way the hell up north. And I don't know where the heck that is. Where was it? Alpharetta? Just so you all know, I said, "Wait a long time." It was OTP. That's all you need to know. It was OTP. I'm not OTP. So our next Betland of Views is October 15th. That's the next event we have after tonight is that October, Betland of Views. In November, we have several events coming up that we're excited about. On November 4th, we're going to be at the Buckhead Club for Battle Brews. We have a few awesome things happening at the Buckhead Club. But also on November 5th, we're going to be at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We're able to reserve that for our Betland of Views. So we're going to do a workout at Mercedes-Benz. And then we're going to head in for a private tour. So all these events we have, battle brews, veteran views, really just trying to promote the community aspect. Bring friends, bring people that are interested in not only the veteran space and the business owner space, the leadership space, bring people we want to go to the community. That's kind of the outline of Battle Brews. Tonight, and most of the Battle Brews, I'm gonna have speakers of some sort that have expertise that are gonna not only help the veteran and the veteran business owner, but also the business owner, and the entrepreneur, somebody that wants to further themselves. Tonight is going to be Jennifer Wright. Jennifer, as I mentioned, is helping me edit my book. She is telling me how terrible it is several times, has helped me move through it. She also has a podcast called The Author's Way, where she interviews several authors of different types. So, focuses on the journey of the author. So, tonight we're going to focus on dripping beer and having a conversation about writing a book, writing your story, crafting your story in a way that makes sense as an individual, but also makes sense for a veteran. So, a lot of us have a story that we really want to get out there. With. So if she's going to help us talk through that, I'm going to talk from my perspective as the veteran in the middle of writing the book. My book, hopefully, definitely, for sure, will be coming out in November if I can get the edits out properly. So we're working through different pieces of that. So I'm not just going to speak my current experience, try to write a book, promote a book, push that out, but also her experience as an editor- Ghostwriter, publisher, and dealing with my stubborn ass as I try to get a book out there. So I'm going to turn the mic over to her for a second, give a better introduction on her experience, more about what she does, and then we'll kind of dive into a little bit of a uh, conversation between us and then a QA. And it's entering here. everyone hear me? I hear you
1: What's that? Oh, you want me to yell? Yeah. Okay. I used to teach middle school English. I know how to yell. Okay. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Glad you guys are here today. This is, I am excited to be one of the first speakers for Battle Brews. This is fun. I twisted Zach's arm and talked him into let me do this. So my last name is Wright with a W. And when I was a kid, I hated my name hated it because I was always last. They always put us in alphabetical order and I was always last. If they put us in age order, I was always last because I was the youngest person in my class. So I remember going into first grade. We didn't have kindergarten. I grew up in the South, in rural Alabama. We didn't have kindergarten. I grew up with more cows than people. I'll just put it that way. And so they put us in alphabetical order all the time. So I ended up in the back corner of the room in every class And over the course of time, I just kind of embraced the back corner of the room and I would sit back there and read and write. And that's what I did. I wrote over the course of my lifetime, I've written thousands of pages, maybe hundreds of thousands of pages that I never shared with anyone. I don't know where they went. They went, you know, in the trash, in the burn pile. I don't know. And... As I got older, I became invisible. And I think it was sitting in the back of the class. I became invisible. And that's something I just realized recently. I was always kind of on the back side of everything. My corporate career, everything I did, I was always kind of in the back. And what I discovered, though, was I became an observer. So I know things that people don't know I know because I'm an observer. I watch. I listen. I may not always speak up, but I know what's going on. And What that led me to is discovering that I had a gift for sharing, helping other people share their stories. Um, I can listen to their stories and I can help them figure out how to craft them and get them out into the world. I did that for the first time about six years ago with a friend of mine. She had this book she wanted to write. She's like, I don't know how to do it. And so we sat down and... We drank a lot of wine and ate a lot of chocolate and wrote her book together. We've since written the second one. So, you know, two books published at this point. And I found that that was really a talent of mine. Throughout my corporate career, I was a project manager and a process manager. And I found that those skills also book writing is a project. So, and it's a process. And so I found those skills with the writing skills really created a a great ability for me to help people do that. So about four months ago, I left my most recent corporate job. I'm going to say it's my last corporate job because it's my last corporate job to do this full time. So it's my passion. Thank you. Thank you. It's my passion. I love listening to people's stories. I love helping them to tell their stories. And I love helping them to figure out that a lot of people have a lot of fear around that. And I hear things like, I don't have time. I don't know how. I'm not a good writer. And all of that is based off of fear. It's, I don't want to put myself out there. I don't, I'm afraid someone doesn't want to read my story. I'm afraid someone will judge me when they read my story. It's all, most of it's stories that we tell ourselves and it's based on fear. So I like helping people get past that fear and understand that they have important stories to share. They have learned things throughout their lives that are important to share with other people. I like to tell this story. So when we were kids, there, there was a creek that ran behind the house, and we were forbidden from going there. Do not go to the creek. Well, my sister went to the creek one time. I would gone, but I wasn't there. I was at. My grandmother's at the time, she and the neighbor kid went to the creek and they rode their bicycles to the creek. My dad came home, discovered what they had done and went and found them. And she was grounded and she lost her bicycle because they'd ridden the bicycle. I think the bicycle actually got broken when it was thrown into the back of my father's truck. I learned a lesson from that. (laughs) Don't go to the creek. I may not learn everything from my own experiences, but I sure as hell going to learn from somebody else. So you have lessons that you've learned. They're important to share with other people. And you have stories, you have experiences, you have skills. And my goal is to help as many people as I can to get those stories out there. We've also found, and I think Zach can attest to that, it's therapeutic. It's therapeutic to write your story. It's therapeutic to get that information out into the world. So yeah, that's what I do. So
0: obviously that's a lot. She has put me straight several times attached to my story. But she highlighted one thing that I want to get a hand raised from everybody in the room. How many people in here, she mentioned that she felt like she was invisible, like she wasn't seen. From the veteran side, we're told we're not supposed to be seen, right? You're not allowed to share yourself or put yourself in. We're supposed to stay in the back, right? How many people in here have ever felt that way? Like you can't step into the limelight. You don't belong in the limelight. How many people in business have suffered from that? because you're not meeting your potential and success, right? So when it comes to writing a book, it's not necessarily something that I looked at in that capacity, but it's something that from my podcast to business ownership for years and things I struggled with forced me into the background. We're trained in the military. You stay in the background. you Never put yourself forward. Because the person that's forward is usually the person that's taken out first, right? And that's what kind of what we're taught. It sounds a little bit uh harsh to maybe people that don't understand the veteran mindset, but that's how we're trained. You don't put yourself forward because the moment you do, you're taken out, right? You become competition, you become an issue for other people. So a big piece of what she's coached me through is not only telling my story, but also making it relatable to people that haven't gone through my experience, haven't gone through the veteran experience. But when we, when we look around and you say, I've been invisible for years, that's not just a veteran aspect, right? That's not just the veteran that's coming from that. And it's a very relatable piece of information. So I'm curious from not just the perspective of working with me as a veteran, but also working with other clients, What piece of advice would you give to the room attached to having the courage to take that leap into this space that a lot of us feel like we shouldn't be in?
1: So I talk a lot about your audience. So I think it's important to understand your audience and understand maybe what some of their experiences are, because I think sharing your experiences with other people helps them to... Stories connect us and it can be therapeutic for other people. It can help them kind of see that, you know, I'm not alone. I'm, you know, other people have experienced this and it can really, you know, not only teach them, but help them to really kind of understand themselves as well. So, you know, really kind of understanding who your audience is and the point that you made about relating to, relating to other people kind of outside of the veteran, ex- veteran community broad ranges of people can learn from even if you think that no one understands what I've gone through or no one or, you know, only this group of people can understand this. That's not true. There's a lot of things that I've read in your story that I sat back and I said, wow, that's, I can totally relate to that. That's, I'm, I'm going through something similar right now, different capacity, not quite, you know, not quite the same thing, but, you know, it was a lesson for me. So it's helpful to other people to hear that it helps them to feel like they're not alone. And maybe you have lessons you know, they can learn from. So it's an important it's an important piece for your own growth and also the growth of others.
0: Does that make sense to everybody? How many people in here were in combat at some point in their career? There's several combat vets. I was in Afghanistan with Green Berets in 2019, saw combat every four days. Took about four weeks in country before I lost a couple guys. So it's something that the kinetic aspect of Afghanistan and what's happening in the Middle East still to this day goes back 30, 40 years. Right. So we have a different experience. One thing that she's highlighted for me is that as a veteran, there are certain aspects of being in service. Out of the country, in the country, in leadership capacities that make it relatable toward a civilian or somebody that hasn't served yet, but also recognizing there are a lot of people that have siblings or spouses that have not that that are dealing with the same issue. Right? Anybody in here that's a a spouse, sibling has ever dealt with a veteran but isn't a veteran? Nobody. Wow. I
1: mean, I swear. So wife
0: X-Y, that's a perfect example of what veterans do really well. i make a joke, but it's funny because it's true. Funny because it's true, right? So a lot of our story, you know, we want to make it relatable. But when we transition out of the military, one of the biggest issues we face is how do we make that relatable? That goes everywhere from a resume to experience to transitioning into this space of normalcy. But then what is normalcy? right? As veterans, we don't necessarily recognize. How many served more than five years in here? Several people. So I'm at year six, but the last year has been medical discharge for me. So I don't even have a full veteran experience like most of y'all do. Say it
2: again. Brother, you've got it. It doesn't have a number. You have
0: it. It's a great point. My best benefit was that I was I had 10 years of professional experience before the military, joined the military, had six years of experience there. So I have a little bit different aspect than a lot of veterans where I don't necessarily transition back. Wasn't as difficult because I knew what it would be like, but also my story, as you know, is something that went (laughs) into a very dark place after losing some people. Leader's guilt, survivor's guilt, being in a capacity not deserving that success or deserving business success, life success. When we talk about not deserve it. And I think that's relatable to a lot of people. Anybody feel like they don't deserve something, success, life, happiness. Anybody that's not a veteran, we have food. Food is the most important thing in the world (laughs) besides alcohol. (laughs) 16. Anybody else who have 17, I don't want to stop food as long as you give me a bite. But does anybody ever feel like they just don't deserve something? Like they're not good enough. They've done something. So like karma is catching up with you ever. Anybody ever feel that way? Nobody wants to raise hands, basically nods, right? Put the hands raised. Right. So one thing I struggled with as a veteran coming back is when I lost Will and Joey, that was the first two I lost. Again, we were about a month in. I felt like because I didn't bring back a husband, a father, a son, one of which he was three months from getting out, 24 years old. He was killed in action. We were ambushed. He left three kids and a wife behind. I'm the one that had to write a letter to his family. And After that, I felt like I just didn't deserve success. I didn't deserve a family, sabotage, marriage, divorce. Veterans are good at that. Sabotage marriage, sabotage business, relationships, friends, isolated myself away from the world. Because I felt like I didn't deserve that piece of it. But that's not a veteran-specific feeling. We've all gone through different things where we've done things that maybe we feel like we don't deserve the limelight. Or we feel like we're stuck in the back corner and we're invisible. When people feel like they don't deserve to tell their story, nobody's going to listen, or you don't have anything worth saying. Anybody feel like that? I don't have anything worth saying that anybody's going to listen to? What would you coach them through? How would you frame a story or their story for them to understand it's worth
1: telling? So there's a lot of layers to that. It's
0: a big question.
1: Yeah, it's a big question. I say do it anyway. One of the things that I do is I I help people kind of understand the purpose behind what they're writing. So some people want to write a book because they want to use it to help build their business. Some people want to get on speaking stages. Some people want to share their story with friends or family, and it's really their purpose. So I think first, you have to understand what your purpose is and why you want to do it and why it would be important. And it might even take sitting down and having a conversation with somebody about it and you know really kind of talking it through to get to you know what it is that you really want to do. Strategy session. Yeah, so we had a strategy session back several weeks ago when Zach really got started and
0: she put a boot up. So stop screwing around now. That was the strategy.
1: Yes. Yes. So we had a couple of conversations about it and we knew he was going to write a book. And so we really just had to sit down and have the conversation and really kind of talk it through and organize it and really talk about what the book is about. He had a different book that he had in mind. And the more we talked about it, we discovered that this one that he's writing right now was his first book. The other book can come, but this one is the first one. So it's just really about having the conversation and talking through it and with me and my sticky notes and my Sharpies, which I'm obsessed over. Yeah. And so it was really just talking through it and understanding what the message is, understanding the why and the purpose, and who is going to be helped by this it was really kind of, you know, it was really what got you started. Once, once we laid it all out and really understood that this was such a message that could be helpful to other people. And the sessions can come in many forms They can, you know, I do an exercise called a sticky note exercise, and it's just all about organizing your thoughts. You can do brainstorming, you can do mind mapping, you can do just having just conversations. There's a lot of different ways to approach it. It's just start and really, you know, really looking at what you have and, you know, what information you want to share. What are the stories? I always go back to story. Story is the most powerful piece. You can share data, you can share information, you can share, you can teach, but it all comes back to story. That's how you relate to people. That's how people relate to you. That's what's compelling. That's what's interesting. And I don't want to write another book that doesn't have stories in it because they just bore me to tears if they don't. You know, if I can't connect to the author, I don't want to read it. I don't want to write it. So yeah, just tell your story.
0: So I'm going to wind down my part of the questions. So I've tried to keep this interactive. So if you have a question, a comment, concern, thought, you want to bring up to either one of us? Please go ahead and start raising your hand. Start idealizing. idealizing. That'll work. I'm not an English person, but start thinking through what you want to ask. She mentioned therapy earlier. Anybody in therapy currently? I'll raise my hand really high on that. Has anybody ever not been in therapy? Knew you wanted it, but made a reason not to be in therapy? physical, mental, absolutely. The veteran space—we're all pretty uh, busted up, I guess. I was one she mentioned to be in therapy, and yeah, do we need a refill? Yeah. I know, y'all notice I have the biggest mug in here, right? Like, mean, come on. So she mentioned it's very therapeutic for people. Very therapeutic for myself to write the book, my podcast, personally, podcasters. I don't know essays in here. Podcasting was very therapeutic. I was able to essentially have therapy sessions every time I got on a podcast. and went from business tactics to personal tactics, and personal successes, where I was able to talk to experts about these things. Therapy is like that one thing that actually truly saved my life. My therapist reframed different things. He was the first person to ask me, have you ever thought about blaming the Taliban soldier that killed your soldiers instead of blaming yourself for planning The first person to frame it that way. I'd never thought about the enemy combatant that killed my guys. I'd always thought about like, I did that. And I didn't plan well enough. My intel wasn't good enough. Whatever happened. So I blame myself for them dying. And he was the first person to reframe that for me. So as we've gone through our sessions, the strategy session she was talking about, y'all, you know, when she says sticky notes, it's like the bar length of sticky notes and all these ideas. And she has all these notes and where the mind should go, the mind map aspect, where we want the story to go. And it very much became therapeutic and good and bad. There have been tears, there have been highlights and joys attached to writing this book, but all of it comes back to getting comfortable telling your story as part of the healing process. You're not having the conversation. It's just us locking skeletons back in the closet until they start scratching. And that's when it gets really bad. When they start scratching and start hearing that noise, because all of a sudden it's silent. Have y'all ever dealt with that? That was like one of my worst fears when it got quiet. They start hearing and scratching. That was one of my worst fears. That was where something really got bad for me. So instead of like letting that build up, going through therapy, doing something like this where you're telling your story and healings has been a piece of that to like not let the volcano erupt, right? But allow me to let it out piece by piece and process it in a different capacity. So she talks about it being therapy. I think that's a huge piece of it. And it's definitely a healing properties attached to what I'm doing. I have so many other things we can talk about from our sessions. Does anybody have a question y'all want to direct to one of us before I keep rambling about my experience?
2: I'd like to hear what Jennifer's process
0: is. Like, what is her process involved?
1: So it's different by person because everybody kind of comes into it with a different experience and different at a different phase. So it really just it starts at the ideation phase. It starts at the brainstorming. It starts at the, you know, what are the ideas? What are the stories? What do you have? And we kind of lay all of that out and come up with a plan. And then I believe that if you don't know how to do something and you're keeping, you're holding yourself back because, you know, I don't know how, once you understand the process, that just makes it easier. It should be a joyful process. It should be a a fun process, even though sometimes there's tears and sometimes I get to yell at him. And
2: don't
1: don't let him fool you. He enjoyed it. (laughs) So that's where we start. Basically, the organization, the structure. We go through exercises of understanding who the audience is. And how you craft your book can change depending who you're writing it for. So we work through all of that. And then it's just a matter of getting through chapter by chapter, Writing the content, editing the content, and really making sure that the information flows in the way that the reader wants to read it. I try to make sure that we're really focused on the reader because my goal is that people read the book, people recommend the book, I want to get it into as many hands as I can. In any way that you want to, maybe you give the book away, maybe you sell the book, you know, however you want to get it out to as many people as you can, if that's what your goal is. So it's really just about understanding the purpose, understanding the audience, getting organized. And then once you do all of that, it's just, you know, the only thing that's left is like writing the stories. And I do do this exercise, this brainstorming exercise. One of the things that people struggle with is to say, okay, I'm going to sit down and write today. And they sit down with their computer or their paper. I write in longhand. hand. I do a lot of my writing on pen and paper. My brain functions differently when I'm writing with my hands as opposed to typing. But they sit down at wherever, whatever they're doing and they're like, I can't think of what to write. So I do these exercises with them to come up with a list of things to write so that anytime you sit down, you've got something to write. You don't have to spend your time thinking about what do I write next. You have it. So it's really just making, doing those exercises so that it makes it easier for you. And it takes out all of the questioning yourself. It takes out all of the, you know, I'm not a good writer. I hear that so much. I promise you, you're a better writer than you think you are. You're good. No, he is good. He did a rewrite of his introduction and it blew me away. I couldn't even, I almost lost my mind because I couldn't come up with anything to yell at him about. (laughs) And so I promise you, you're better than you think you are. And you get an editor, you get an editor if you need to. So it's really just moving through, you know, moving through that process. And once you know, once you understand the process, it becomes just easy.
0: To touch on that, John, real quick, something that veterans are really good at is accomplishing tasks. We get task oriented. One thing that people in general struggle with is developing their own tasks right i can develop a task for her we've done some coaching where i've helped her launch her podcast here are your tasks right she couldn't necessarily conceptualize it, even though she's very task oriented that process for me what she's done the, the most for me is here are your tasks to accomplish go do them as veterans we can do that shit right we can go accomplish a mission here's your mission go do it here's your mission go do it we can do that really well So having her involved in my process, or I think there's going to end up being like five revisions. We're on two or three at this point. Wow. We're on one still. (laughs) Yikes. All right. Six weeks to go, y'all. But that's what has helped me the most is it's a task-oriented process. I don't know those tasks, but she breaks it down into like eating healthy one bite at a time style. That's what she's done the best for me is here's your task, here's your task, here's your task. Here's your task. So overall process is one thing, but the day by day process is what she's really highlighted I saw another hand go up in the back. Good.
2: Good evening, my name is Phil Beverly I'm retired post-partum. One of my day jobs is in mental health, and I can speak to the healing, the therapeutic. Power of writing, even if you only write one word at a time, one sticky you note, whatever it's called tune at a time, put them together, little by little, and the colors start to come together, words start to come together. Whether you're familiar with the temple or not, we're yes. all a hero's journey. All of us here are on a hero's journey, which means there's an art. So if you don't know where you're going, and you really don't want to look back and Pay attention to where you've been, pay attention to what you were saying about yourself, and start seeing the theme that come out of that, and ask yourself, is that what I want to do? It gives you a reflection point, and move forward in whatever direction you want. Whether or not you reach the level of writing a book, which is daunting to me, <clears> that's fine. Did you take care of skeletons that have flesh hanging
0: on them? Still, that's one of my challenges. So, j- joking aside, to touch on that, absolutely, she can. There are things. My discharge was 18 months ago. 18 months ago, I had a pistol in my mouth at the end of a dock, ready to become a statistic. There is work that I put in before she came into my life, but there's still things happening in my life that she's helping me process. So, yes, to that point, and it's very valuable.
2: So again, if it's only one word at a time, and I don't care how you spell it, what your is writing is, one word at a time, process of taking a thought, a feeling, an emotion that has no, that's just crazy, hell in your cold and putting it into a word is controlled. And now we control that thought, that feeling, and now we can do something with it. So please, all of you, give it a shot give writing one word at a time and whatever color you choose, because you will be a better person for it. Thank Thank you. Thank you.
1: And to that point, I do talk a lot about book writing. Book writing for a lot of people is a daunting task. You don't have to write a book. There are lots of ways to get your information out there. There's writing articles, there's writing blogs, there's doing a podcast, there's doing videos, there's... And it all kind of involves the same, very similar processes. It's the organization, it's the structure, it's the, you know, understanding what stories you have to tell. So it doesn't have to be a book. And I have a ton of people that I've talked to who have been writing blogs for, you know, a couple of years. Now they have the content for a book. You know, they have 25 blogs or they have, you know, 30 articles that they've written. Yeah, Zach's, the book he's working on right now started with a bunch of LinkedIn posts. And you know, we sat down and we looked at it, and I'm like, "This is really good content."
0: Boss, she—that's what's going mm-hmm. to boot my mm-hmm. ass. Hey, you're already writing all this shit. Who into do a book? And that's where this book is home from. It's from that ideology of putting content. It's yeah. surmise.
1: Yeah. So it was really just taking all of those. You were doing a 30-day posting every day for 30 days. It was all really good content. It needed to be expanded. And so that's really what we're working on now. So there's a lot of ways to get your information out there. It doesn't have to be a book, but it could one day become a book, you know, if you, you know, using a journal to write things down. So there's lots of ways to do it. Don't think it has to be, because a lot of people think, oh my God, that's a good process. So, you know, so there's lots of ways to do it. You have a question? Super All of that. It's an exercise that I did years and years ago. And I do it in so many different ways. I do it when, you know, when I used to manage teams, when I used to do process work, I would do it for that. It's a brainstorming activity. Basically what you do is you're taking sticky notes and you, what I do is I take I set myself a time limit, usually like 15 minutes. I do a little meditation beforehand to get myself kind of like in that mind frame. And then I just start, you know, I have a topic and I just start brainstorming thoughts around it. And I write down every single thought on a separate sticky note and I put it up. Once I'm done, I walk away. Not long, an hour, never more than like a half a day. Then I come back to it. I go through all my sticky notes And then I start to organize them. And for a book, I use it to brainstorm my chapters or I use it to, if I'm working on a chapter, I use it to brainstorm my thoughts about the chapter. So it can be done over and over and over. It's very similar to mind mapping, if if you've ever done mind mapping. So you can do it on a piece of paper too. Just write your topic and just write all of your ideas around the topic on a piece of paper. So there's lots of ways to do it. I find it to be an extremely effective tool. And you also don't have to do it by yourself. You can bring in a colleague or a family member or a, and you actually get even that many more ideas when you're, when you involve someone else in the process. So yes, it's a great way to do it because I mean, the stuff gets stuck in your head and it's just a way to, and I'll write down everything I think about and it may not be relevant at all, but I just get it out.
0: So when, I, when she mentioned she's obsessed, her birthday was a couple of weeks ago. I think we bought all of Costco's sticky notes for her birthday.
1: Best present ever.
0: She literally cried when she saw the <laughs> markers and the sticky notes because she was so happy about it. Not joking. Do we have any other questions for Jennifer or myself? Go ahead. It's a really damn good question. Who, who let her in here? <laughs> Get out. I'll start off with this piece before I let her answer it. I'm a big believer in intentionality. I start my day with a morning routine, very intentional, 4 a.m. I'm in the gym by five, very intentional. My alarm is the Rocky theme song, Eye of the Tiger, because it starts my day off high. When I go on stage to speak, it's Rocky, Eye of the Tiger. That's, that, that's where my mind goes. I wake up happy. I hear that. So for me, it's more about intentionality. What are you looking to get from every activity you do? So whether it's putting on an event, speaking at an event, starting your day, I'm very focused on intentionality. Just so not necessarily, I guess that is one word attached to it all, right? But I want to craft everything around what am I intentionally doing so I know what the end goal, the purpose behind my involvement is. Does that make sense?
1: So I talked a little bit before about purpose. And I think it's very important to understand your purpose. And that involves the vision. It involves, you know, your values, understanding what your values are, understanding what you want to convey and who you want to convey it to. So, yes, I think that's very important. And in whatever form you want that to be in, if it's a vision statement, it's a value statement, understanding your purpose is critical. Otherwise, you'll get into it and you'll get to a point where you ask yourself why you're doing it. <laughs> I'm sorry. You lose, you lose motivation. Yes. I was actually talking to somebody today who had done exactly that. He had worked and worked and worked on her book. And then she kind of had a moment. And she's like, I'm not sure what I'm doing with this. And we had a really good conversation about it. She's ready to get started back on it. But it's very easy to kind of lose that if you don't know what you're shooting for. And it's also important to understand how you can, your information, your stories can help others. And I think capturing that when you're writing your purpose is important as well, because you can go back to it and help you to kind of re re-energize yourself when you start to get down Because we all do that.
0: Yes. I'm not normally the one that seeks affirmation attached to that piece. Usually not my motivator. But she's doing a really good job. I'll shoot her a text. Man, this part's really hard for me. Rewriting the intro. And I'll give this story real quick. Uh, younger Michael Coles, Coles School of Business, Great American Cookie Company founder. Uh, he's writing the forward for my book. He's promised to write the forward of my book. I sent him the first couple chapters, he wanted a summary, and he picked up the phone, called me and said, Hey, your book is not worthy of my forward. Thank you. Your book's not worthy of my forward yet. You need to improve. Stop, stop being guarded and actually tell your damn story, which is what she mentioned earlier in my rewrite was after Michael put a boot on my butt. And he said, hey, I'm not writing you this for me. So I'm not usually looking for affirmation attached to different pieces. But when I get in those dark moments of, I don't know if I want to talk about this piece. I'm worried what it'll do to that land. So I'm the marketing guy. I'm in front of things. I'm worried about everything else I'm building, business, right? Do I want to go down that path? And that's one of the greatest fears I think we all face is, is it going to ruin everything that's working And I'll send her a text, hey, I'm struggling with this. And she sends back, the impact you're going to make by releasing this book, good or bad, is going to be the impact that people need, the impact that certain individuals are really going to want. So it really, that affirmation isn't necessarily affirmation in the way that we all look at it, but it's affirmation in my it confirms what I'm doing. So she's been phenomenal with that piece. And I think that's helped me get done because I need that in my life as so a balance, and that helps. Any yeah, others? I need people. Welcome in. If you need a beer, Zach's got us. Raise your hand Zach. that. 2.0. Yeah. Beefier, 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 buffier, and he has alcohols. Okay. Anything else? I saw a hand somewhere. Go ahead. We're gonna wind down here in a second for cornhole.
2: I'll capture thoughts. The personality is what wakes you up in the day. It gets you started breakfast. purpose. For gets you over the horizon where things are not known and scary. But that's where you're headed. Is you have a reason, go over. Horizon into that dark place. That's what brings those two
0: together. Whatever she says. So yes, I agree. When
2: you go into Toradora, you don't start off knowing what it is. Looks like the bottom
0: that. If there are not any other questions or any comments, anybody last chance. So I'm going to wind down. I'm going to give you last remark. She like yanks it. She's about to yell at me again, and I don't want it to happen yet. Just to wind down for the last little bit. Zach's in here for a little bit. This space is ours. Let's have fun. Let's drink a beer. Beer pong slash water pong. Mitch is accepting challengers. Watch out. He's got a mean curveball attached to how he sinks that last cup. I don't know how he does it. I want to really move into community attachments. Y'all hang out, meet people, greet people, mix and mingle between business and veteran. Our next event, October 15th, Ventlan Views. It's on vetlanta.org. Check that out. Next battle brews is the 20. fourth what date do we agree on krista it's something like that krista is going to be highlighted in the next one if y'all are interested in anything we're doing atlanta battle i have a couple flyers sitting around there's more info around we're doing a lot of really amazing things in this community we're trying to push outside of where we've been and get to where we're going post-COVID so i really encourage y'all like spread the word come talk to me i'll be here for Probably too long. I got one more of these in me, I think. I have a D hey 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 listen it was army not air force I went there. It's better than Navy, especially. Any Navy guys in here? Good, because y'all should get the FL. December 7th. December 7th. He's gonna give you a minute to speak as well if you wanna talk about side Or just so a couple weeks ago. Let's pause on that. So, Ventlanta, there's some sour people, Lloyd. Watch out. Yeah, so that's December 7th, y'all. The last summit was a couple of weeks ago. It was at Dobbins Air Force Base. The first little bit was a thank you to all our VP, VIPs, all the people that have sponsored and been integral parts attached to what we're doing at Atlanta. So, they got on Blackhawks. So, get involved. Blackhawks, a year or two from now. But beyond that, we had the Employment Summit. I think we ended up having four or five, 600 people come through over throughout the course of the day, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was huge, huge. So, our quarterly summits in Vetlana are monstrous. The next venue is going to be phenomenal. December 7th, market calendars, it's on Vetlana as a save the date. So, you can go ahead and start looking at that piece of it. Updating that next, next year we got the Fed. I don't know what the Fed is.
2: Second one will be at Mercedes-Benz. Back the UPS office. and then will back
0: the I love how you just highlighted UPS. Do you work for UPS? Possibly <laughs> somebody go get FedEx for you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So definitely a lot of great things coming to Atlanta. The December seventh is the big piece. Last a yes. little bit. Uh Mitch wants to know who plays video games. So Mitch has this location right up the street in Smyrna. Go ahead. Do we have N sixty four, Mario Kart? Uh, yeah. right. hey,
2: anyway, I was just offering my place to do
0: a social. Contender oh, esports. Contender okay, esports. So all right. What was uh, yes. So to answer this, we do it Mitch has been twisting my arm. And I'll do the vote. Twisting my arm. Stop it, Mitch. You know you haven't. Um, Mitch is harassing me. I love Mitch, you So Mitch, just to give you all the insight on Mitch, he's not a veteran, but he supports the veteran community. He did a, a film about intimacy after war for veterans. So that's Mitch. Hang on. Hang on. Talk to him afterwards. Don't want to wind down. Make sure we have some fun. But Mitch has this film. It's all about how veterans can re-engage in intimacy after war. We struggle with that as a whole. It's the divorce rate. And it's something that it's a huge piece. We're trying to get a show in here in Atlanta. We're doing different things there. But he has this contemporary sports. He wants us to play video games. We're going to have a little bit same thing, different setting. Who's in for video games? I don't know, Mitch. Can we get a more hype? Who's in for video games? Tell Mitch no or tell Mitch yes. Video games. All right. Mitch, you twisted my arm. You have to tell Zach he has to be our bartender again. He's a traveling bartender. So we'll talk about Mitch a little bit. If anybody's interested in video games, I grew up a gamer. I was homeschooled. So N64, Halo, anybody Halo? Swords does not count. Be quiet. Does not count. Be quiet. I didn't play what? Atari. Atari? I have lost the crap. Welcome to the 21st century. We are now in HD video And no longer in black and white. All right, all right, y'all. Let's wind down. I'm going to give Jennifer the last word. First and foremost, thank y'all for being here. This is an amazing, amazing turnout. I appreciate all of y'all. Enjoy, stay, hang out, build community. Make sure we appreciate Zach. One point slash two point zero beefier, bolder, more beautiful, more hair for sure. Take the hat off. I don't believe it. That's a wig. All right, y'all enjoy. But for the last word, to send off, I give y'all Jennifer.
1: here. So, in case you haven't picked up on it, I feel like it is important for everyone to have a chance to share their story. If you're ready to do that and you're not sure where to start, if you need any help at all, please reach out to me. Get in my phone. I'm happy to, you know, sit down, have a conversation with you, help you in any way that I can. I am also a stand-up comedian and I have a show coming up in October at the Punchline. Don't do I'm sorry. No, Zach doesn't get involved. I don't let him on the stage. So October 23rd, the tickets are on sale at the punchline. There are two shows that night. Be sure and pick the first one. It's the seven o'clock show. Would love to see you come out and support me and about uh, 14 other comedians that are all amateurs and all new to it. So we'd love to see you out there.
0: Cool. We're running down. Okay. She's amazing. Her company is executive right. He's helping everybody craft their story, edit, publish, do all the amazing things. I would be remiss to not thank a couple of people. So sorry, you didn't get last word. We give Nate a round of applause. Yeah. Give he's out here trying to help me up level, do more for everything, do more for y'all, do more for me, and help me help you. Jerry Maguire, anybody? I've quoted that like 18 times lately. So big shout out to Nate. I appreciate it. If y'all want to be in the footage and y'all think y'all are superstars or movie stars, he's the guy. Make sure y'all reach out to Nate if y'all want any awesome video stuff. Then also Jason Fleeman, part of some great business builder stuff. Jason hosts a workshop. It's all focused on business builders, going beyond the transaction, real estate. He's the man, the myth, the legend, attached to several things that he's helping me with in business. He's also the one that is like the tried and true person that buys into everything I do. Of course that. i say something and he's about it, but he's one of my greatest supporters. I have some amazing supporters in here. If you're a business builder, Anybody, 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 beautiful. Jason's my man. If y'all need anything in the business world. He's my man. So if y'all need him for anything besides smiling, waving and beautiful, foxy silver oh, hair, he sucked the sun. I am fired. Son. Other than that, y'all have a great night. I appreciate y'all being here. Y'all have a great night. Thank you for listening to another episode of the tactical leader podcast. If this episode helped you along your journey of self mastery and has inspired you to do more, I challenge you to head over to myvoicechallenge.com so you can find out how you can discover your voice, claim your independence, and build that thriving business that you've always wanted. Again, that's myvoicechallenge.com.